Good morning. Morning. How are you? Oh, I'm awake, sort of. <laughs> cool. Uh, I'm terrible at intros, but the best I could do is, uh, let's see, I'm here, joined today by seafaring singer Nancy Sule. That'll work. That works? Cool. I'm good. So, I, I actually, I have a very vested interest in your career because I myself am a musician. The reason I had to push uh, the time a little bit earlier is I didn't realize how far away my gig was today. It's going to be a two-hour drive, so I don't want to leave everybody hanging. Um, but I've actually recently gotten to play on a boat for the first time, and it's gotten me curious. What's it like? <laughs> <laughs> living that because the first time for me it was like mind-blowing but like you it's every day right you've been doing this for 12 years i have i have well yeah i've not been performing that long because i did it for like six years uh five years i guess and then uh i was doing jazz and the ships all kind of decided they didn't want jazz so much they wanted party bands and making them do everything you know, everything mm -hmm. from the ballroom to the pop stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'd been so many years doing cover bands. I went, yeah, no, I don't want to be Madonna anymore. I don't want to, I don't want to be Michael Jackson. Come on. I'm an old white chick. Come on. It's just, you know, James Brown. Ow. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the jazz was so freeing. You know, I could find my own voice and do what I wanted with the songs. Everybody knew them. It was so much more fun. So um, I kind of transitioned into being a, a contractor because I said, if I can't sing, I'll sew. Because that's what I was doing before I ran away with a band. I was teaching at a fashion college and doing costuming in the theaters. Mm -hmm. So it, I could just keep sailing. Uh, so, But I've lived it. And the, the fun thing about that is I've been able to see every, all the other musicians. Because when I was playing... All I saw was the ones who were on the same contract with me. And now since I ship hop, I've, I've seen all of them. It's amazing. And every time I talk to the musicians, especially the guys in the orchestra or even in the bands, they just go, yeah, oh my God, this is the best job ever. Who knew? So, is that your new genre, ship hop? It is. Yeah, it is. I got <laughs> yeah. to spread the word. It's just, you know, you shouldn't have to spend your your time teaching guitar to seven-year-olds at home with three chords if you've got that skill you know go share it with the world and and you know see it a little bit oh my god oh wow you do, i feel attacked i do that i that's my day job i teach kids i mean but older than seven thank god but yeah no it, it, it does get rough it definitely does and uh i remember because i before covid I was looking and actually half of the reason I got vaccinated was because I thought it would put me ahead in the cruise ship line gigs. I was like, Oh, they'll totally take me. I could, I could blow the audition, but they'll take me if the other guy who's better than me isn't vaxxed. But even then, like it still didn't pan out because a lot of places were canceling their seasons. And I saw a lot of people wanted like strings players. They wanted straight up like violinists or cellists. And I, I actually, jazz is my favorite genre of music. That's what I like to play. I'll be in cover bands and do that. Uh, but my band, the gig I'm playing today, we're playing straight ahead jazz and it's going to be, it's going to be a wonderful time. So what was that like for you? Like navigating COVID, having everything probably canceled. Did you have somewhere to stay? Uh, yeah, fortunately I was between, um, I had friends that were marooned. Mm. Well, that's what they say. You know, when the red ship runs into the blue ship, they're, the crew is marooned. And right. 
<laughs> but uh, no, they were uh, they were Jamaican, and it took them forever to get home because the cut co- the country wouldn't let them in mm-hmm. because they only had a certain amount of quarantine spaces, and until you could get into those, they wouldn't let you in the country. So they had to pretty much move from ship to ship to ship, and the ships were amazing about that. They tried so hard to get everybody back to their homeland that they would they would send the ship literally to a different part of the country, part of the world that was closer, and then transfer them to another ship, and then transfer to another ship. It's like, you know, literally shipping hopping to get home. Um, but no, fortunately, I was right between two of them. I signed off of one in uh, late February, and when they shut us down in March, I was, I, which just gave me a chance to finish the book, because it's like, okay, why not? Got to do something with it. Yeah, so how long did it take you to do your first one? Because you've got two more coming out? The books? Yeah. Um, yeah, far too long. In fact, uh, <laughs> the one I wanted to do it all about musicians was supposed to be the first intention. And the publisher thought, eh, too small a niche. I went, you don't realize how big a niche this is. We So, so like the thing about musicians is most of us don't have money when it comes to the business world. Anybody in a suit who's here for money, they'll just forget, forget them. <laughs> Absolutely. That's yeah, that's so true. And so um, they they said, can you make it broader? Say, well, okay, everybody has to go through the same stuff. You have to, uh, you know, pack how to how to audition, how to how to get the gig, how to um, survive on a ship for, you know, four to six months on a time to nine months, maybe Uh, the trainings you have to go through. Uh, packing up your house, you know, how you, how you function with your paying your bills when you're not at home, that sort of thing. So I figured, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll make it broader. I did a whole chapter on 2020, you know, what happened in COVID? Cause I did the first one back to service in Singapore, uh, which required four weeks of quarantine. Oh God. And yeah, between the two weeks in Miami in a hotel, with no, you know, with couldn't open the windows, couldn't go out the door, and they were feeding you. I mean, I got, I put on 15 pounds. It was like, oh my god. Um, and then we flew to uh, 17 hours to Singapore, and then it was another two weeks of quarantine on the ship. And then we we're about five, six, five days into the quarantine. I got a call from the doctor. Who said, "Pack up. You have to leave. You have to leave the ship." I went, "What? Why?" What what's going? Oh, can't tell you. Just pack. It's oh like, my god. Oh, okay. So there were five of us apparently that had come in somewhere in the airport. There had been someone who had tested positive who had been in our general vicinity. So it to take them that long to track us all down from the facial recognition and the fingerprints and all the stuff they go through in Singapore. Yeah. Uh, to find out where we were, and even though we were already isolated, they wanted to be in control. Mm-hmm. So the government took us off the ship and put us in a hotel. Now, it was really nice, frankly, because even though, you know, I was met at the door with a girl in a hazmat suit and said, here, put this on. I went, okay. <laughs> you know, and we're all feeling like little, you know, zombie robots. Um, but since the ship had no crew, essentially, with very skeletal crew, there was no culinary team. So they weren't feeding us anything that was even passable. They were you know, ordering it from outside that was really cold by the time it, it was terrible. So being con- transferred to a hotel, even though it was a little scary and they did it at like nine o'clock at night and it was 
hot and we're, you know, having to schlep our stuff in through the back door of the hotel so that nobody could see us in a hazmat suit. Um, the Wi-Fi was great. The food was much better, you know, and it was a really nice room and it, it was okay. This is cool. You know, you're making this sound like a really cool experience. I'm sure this was frightening going through it first person, but you're making it sound awesome. <laughs> well, it was an adventure. I mean, like I say, it's all it's all part of the stories, you know, and I save them up and put them in the book because, you know, why not? So did you, uh, do you have a land address or do you just exist at sea permanently? Well, when I first started out, I just shoved all my shit into into a excuse my French into a storage locker, and um, I would I was doing start out with four month contracts, and so I would go just stay with friends when I was in between. I had a two week two month contract two month uh, vacation in between, and so I just stay with friends. I went to Palm Springs. I went to uh, San Diego it was where I was living at the time. Um, nice. I just I just go stay with friends. And then little by little, my sister, who lives in Seattle, finally called and said, um, why, just, just come live with me. It's like, okay, my nephew'd grown up, moved out. She had an extra room. Why not? So I did that for a while. And so even now, uh, she's moved to a smaller house, but, um, my brother-in-law passed away. So she had an empty room again and said, well, really come back. It's like, come back, please. It's like, okay. So, you know, I can be there to help out when I want to. And, and she, you know, it, 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 it works out well. She gives me a ride to the airport, which is hugely valuable because I live on an island and trying to get from a cab to a ferry to a, um, you know, to another cab to a airport to the hotel and back and forth. It's, it's complicated. So it's been a blessing on both sides for that. So yeah, it's nice to have somebody you can live with or a lot of people I know have live in trailers. <laughs> You know, or mobile homes of some sort because or condos or apartments where you can just lock them up and not have to worry about it and be gone. I heard of a man on um, one of those because you know how they'll do the cruises where they're, they're specifically music cruises and it'll be like a bunch of bands, right? Yeah. So there's one guy I've heard of that goes and plays poker and will make enough for the next ticket. So when that one gets off, he goes and buys another one. He spends like nine months at sea just playing poker and then three months to do whatever. But uh-huh. yeah, it doesn't work for the cruise lines. For sure. just <laughs> chilling. <laughs> and he racks up all these points with the cruise lines because he's always there. So mm-hmm. oh, yeah. yeah, there's a guy named Super Mario um, in Royal Caribbean who has been on every ship repeatedly. He's, he has more points than anybody else anywhere. And he's like super pinnacle you know, beyond. I mean, the list is, yeah, it's crazy. This so is a it, lifestyle. It can be done. Yeah, it is very, it's, you have to live very portably. And it's it's not for everybody. But, you know, as a musician, it's just, it's it's the bomb. You only work at night, generally. Um, occasionally on a sea day, you'll have them make an afternoon set. Well, you know, because you got all the people on the board, you got to keep them entertained. But for the most part, you only work at night. You've got the days to visit the ports wherever you've gone. And, you know, my first contract was Hawaii to Australia. Awesome. Um, yeah, I flew flew to Honolulu, which is where I first met my band. We, we met online, actually, so I hadn't even met yet. Um, and we went down through um, Tahiti, Marea, Bora Bora to Auckland, down to Sydney, 
went all the way around Australia, went to Bali, went to Tasmania, back to Sydney, back and forth to New Zealand about five times uh, before we flew back from Sydney. Then the second con I was, you know, had a couple months contract, so I went home for vacation. Then um, the second one, I had a ticket to Barcelona. So, you know, I was working like a temp job at Macy's and they said, oh, we'd really like to have you in management. I went, I'm sorry, I have a ticket to Barcelona. See you later. <laughs> yeah. No, don't, if you're going to get tied down with anything, don't get tied down with a Macy's manager job. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it was not my idea. So anybody who has a desk job or, you know, a, a a land job, I just, I, I can't comp comprehend it anymore. Yeah I, just, yeah. I feel you there. I, uh, does it get lonely? Because all the hopping you, you meet probably, you've probably met millions of people by this point. And mm -hmm. there's probably people you've made connections with that you just have to accept at face value. You'll never see this person again. And I mean, like on the positive side, it's really cool. Cause you can connect with strangers. You can connect with just about anybody, you know, after a while, it just, they all blur together. You, pr I probably look like somebody you know. I probably <laughs> remind you of at least three people that you know. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I, but <laughs> on the other side of that, I mean, I've traveled the U.S. for about four years. the The longest I've stayed is where I'm at right now, and that's only because I'm finishing a college degree right now. And so oh, I, yeah, I've been here for about two years. I've got one more year, and I'm like, even when I moved here, I've looked at it as an extended stay. I haven't really like process that oh no i'm actually paying rent oh i'm actually paying utilities because <laughs> like the second i get the degree i'm out so does it get do you have that sort of like disconnect socially with people or do you have like a core group of people because also bands being in bands god people come and go like it's a revolving door I, I can't keep a band i swear i book the gig and then the guys i'm playing with today aren't the guys in my band that were playing at the last one and that just seems to be the only way no, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. But like, I, I wish I had like one solid connection. Yeah. That's the nice thing about shit bands because normally they hire you as a band. Mm. So the guys who are in your video that are in your uh, audition stuff pretty much have to be the same guys because they're, they're counting on you being what they hired. Right. So, and you're, you know, frankly, you're stuck on a ship. So where are you going to go? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, there are some people who maybe quit, who were um, uh, decide it's not their not their gig. Um, you can get a replacement while you're out there. Um, I mean, I was a replacement. the The band I was with had another girl singer, and they just it. She decided to quit and get married, and you know, get a real life. <laughs> and that's that's what happens. That's my, how you meet. My bandmates were were frantic because they had tried this before her with several other people and went, oh, no, no. You know, there were people who just couldn't learn the songs or had absolutely no stage presence. And it was mm. it was hell. And so mm. one guy really wanted to keep going and the other guy was going, mm, I think I've had enough. But mm. the guy who wanted to keep going was the one who found my video online and said, no, we got one. We got one. Let's try this out. <laughs> so and it was weird because I was living in. The middle of, well, I moved from San Diego to Ocala, Florida, which is the middle of freaking nowhere, mm. um, because a guy had a band online and I, and he hired me to come out and, you know, be the singer for the band. Okay, I'll give it a shot because I knew he had connections. You know, I didn't know anything about the business. It had right. to be all about, you know, the guys you knew. 
Um, so I, I drove all the way across the country and stayed with this guy for a few months and tried to put together a band, and it just didn't work out so well. But yep. when that one fell apart, I'm in the middle of nowhere. My AT&T phone did not connect with anybody, yep. and so I bought this little flip phone from Walmart, but I could only call in, in the U.S. Well, these guys were both in Canada, so I'd send them an email and said, okay, this is this, you know, send my, be sure to check my demo, da, da, da. And, but I couldn't call them to follow up. So I had to call my sister in Seattle from Florida to have her call Montreal to have him call Vancouver to be sure that they all had seen the video and checked it out. And uh, so that, that, that worked, you know, she managed to get the guy on the phone and, and convinced him that, you know, yeah, you got to give her a shot. She's pretty cool. <laughs> Where in so, Florida did you end up? Ocala. I'm so sorry. That is like the worst. Not even by the coast. Oh my god. No, no. I mean, you know, we did a little. We were searching for gigs all the time. We were looking for, you know, we'd play for burgers and a beer just to be able to shoot video. But you know, so we'd we'd go out to the villages. Ooh. You know, we'd, we'd go to Jacksonville and we'd go to you know we we try to Daytona. You're a little you know. young for the villages. At the time, well, they were very tight. I mean, they were into country. You know, so they were, they had their little thing though. You know, we couldn't even get in there. So. Oh, so I'm from, uh, I'm originally from Tampa Bay, like that whole area of Florida. So okay. like, I hate Jimmy Buffett, even though like that was just like instilled upon me. Like when I moved to California, I was so happy that like nobody cares about Jimmy Buffett. And like when I left Florida, I realized nobody cares. I was like, thank God. <laughs> I don't have to keep talking about how much I hate him. Cause in Florida, otherwise you have to have the conversation like, Hey, I really can you not with that, <laughs> but um, yeah. uh, because of that, all of the cover bands that I started out in when they weren't jazz, which Florida was a great place for jazz because of the giant retirement home communities. Um, all this stuff was like bar band songs like Mustang Sally. I, I, I'm overplaying that one. How about you? Do you have any songs that like, were you were always requested on a cruise ship or songs that you just like put on your, I will not play that list. Oh, sure. Yeah. My, mine was crazy. It's like, <gasps> another Patsy Klein. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, Patsy Klein. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. That, that one. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 No, it, interesting. I just got off a ship um, yesterday and the captain was an old rocker. Mm -hmm. And so he has a whole set called rocking with the captain. And he had sort of a crew talent show kind of thing going on. Mm. And the song that he opened with was Mustang Sally. <laughs> they always do. Oh, yeah. They oh, yeah. always well, You know, it's, yeah, it's a crowd pleaser. What are you going to do? Oh, Everybody knows it. They can sing along. But it moving fun. here, the two that I can't escape, and there's actually three, but uh, Dixieland Delight, I have to play that every, especially when it's football season. God, Dixieland Delight. Uh oh god rocky top i always have to play rocky top i don't know why <laughs> oh, well i was on a ship um about a year ago when the ukrainian war broke out with yeah. with russia and i was on a ship with the ukrainian party band mm -hmm. and the girl singer who was married to the drummer just kind of freaked out when the whole thing, war broke out. She said, I got to go home. I got to go take care of my daughter. My mom's taking care of her. You know, I got to get out of here. And the guys didn't want to leave. Hell no. They wanted to stay and play. They don't want to go home and fight. You know, that's not their skill. Um, 
so the music director on that ship was my very first one that I had had back in 2011. And I was there working on costumes. And he came to me and said, Nancy, can you hook me up? I need a singer. It's like, oh, please twist my arm. Okay, fine. <laughs> I can hook, I can help you out. So I'd sew all day and then I'd go sing with a band at night. But these guys being U- Ukrainian, we were sailing out of Galveston. And so they were having to sing Achy Breaky Heart. And oh. all my exes live in Texas. And God bless Texas. Did you sing Galveston? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had Galveston, of course. That is a song. And, oh, yeah. And you haven't you haven't lived until you've heard a Ukrainian band sing um, Route 66. Oh, God, yeah. That's they have funny. no clue as to what they're singing. Where they're talking. Yeah, where these places where are. are. Places? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so that, was, like, that was an adventure. <laughs> yeah, you sound like a lot of fun to work with. I'm not going to lie. And I don't say that about a lot of singers. Most singers seem pretty dreadful. <laughs> well, that had been the experience of my trio because they were just like, "Oh no, 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 no!" But no, it's, it's I. I was actually after after they kind of tabled us as as jazz. I mean, there are a couple of ships who still have a jazz quartet. I won't. I won't. Uh, you know, I won't lie there. But waiting for the rotation to get into that list is can be interminable. That's why my guys just decided. Nah. Well, and they didn't like sitting and having people watch them. You know, I mean, I was the front, you know, so they could sit behind the piano and he had a key, you know, controller uh, for bass on his on the piano. So he could he could hide and the drummer was behind his kit and I was the front. So it was like that was the bomb. But having yeah, people sitting staring at him was too much. They could hand, couldn't handle that. So was- there are still there still are opportunities. And honestly, the jazz guys um, in the orchestra are the bomb. I mean, the one I got off yesterday, every single one of those guys were just phenomenal. In fact, there was one point since the cast was late getting on board, they got they were flying from Miami to um, uh, Alaska, and they got stuck in Houston. Their flights got canceled. So the show, we had no show for the first week of the cruise, and the cruise director was frantic. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? So he got the orchestra to come do a whole Tower of Power and Earth, Wind, and Fire set nice. in, in the theater that was just absolutely freaking walking. It was so good. These Every single one of these guys, the trumpets, the, the bone. Oh, my gosh. This Japanese girl who could totally rock on a bone. Oh, Lord. And, uh, you know, two saxes and two trumpets and, um, you know, the new drummer and the bass player was Mexican, but... Six string, six string job that was just, mm, yeah, it was, everybody was amazing. So that was fun for them. I forget about how it pulls an international crowd, but that is, explains how competitive the positions are. So curious too, do the ships have like, like specifically a drum set, but does everybody have to bring their own instruments or like, are there instruments on the ship? How do they get taken care of? Cause like, that would be my biggest concern of like, oh, you play a set and then you, you've used all, like by the end of your season, you, you've used all your backup stuff. You break something and you got to wait at least two days before you can get it fixed. I mean, I, I'm a rock and roller. I've I've broken some instruments before. What do you play? Oh, everything. 
but okay. I am mainly a guitarist. Uh, the last I do play a six string bass. I have one, and the last time I played that, I broke it. I, I smashed the neck into the drum set. I was trying to get people like involved because nobody was into the song we were playing, and they, they didn't even care that I did that. It took seven months to get that neck fixed. It's yeah. fixed though; still works. <laughs> but in that situation, I'm like, do I have to wait until we hit a port that has a music store that maybe somebody could do something day of? Is Do I have to bring my own luthier on board? <laughs> <laughs> well, that can be a problem. Yeah, um, now, they, the drum kits are pretty much there. They provide the drum kits. A lot of guys will bring their own cymbals or their own kick uh, pedal. Um and their own sticks, of course. Maybe their right. own snare, but yeah, drummers tend to complain more than singers do when it comes to playing their other kids. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't have all their extra, you know, extra toms and their all their, you know, yeah, yeah. They're they're yeah. I had one guy who brought an entire massive collection, but he sailed out of. He lived in Florida, you know, mm -hmm. so he was getting on the ships there, and he could just take it, you know, throw it in the car and bring it on board. So it's not like he had to fly with it. So that, that does make a difference. depends on where you live um, and where, what your route is. But for the most part, the, the kits are there. They usually do have um, an acoustic bass, depending on what they need it for. The ship I was just on had a whole tango show that's all Argentinian, and they had to have, you know, they got to have the real stuff. They came with their own. Um, there's a specific band that just comes with a bandoleon and a, and a violinist and um, a classical guitarist. And so those particular ships will have, you know, specialty instruments for those particular shows. So mm. it depends on where you're going and what you play and what you can do. So there mm. is room for classical. There is room for uh, rock and rollers. Um, there is the solo guys that play either um, by themselves. There's a piano bar. There's a pub entertainment. It's just guitar and, and vocal, you know, tracks if you want them, if you really have to, um, but or maybe a duo. But the guys who are the absolutely the freaking best are the guys in the in the orchestra because they have to be amazing sight readers because you get these headliner guys that come in and drop a chart on you and you have an hour to rehearse with them and you got to be able to read it off the bat. So that's why these guys are just freaking amazing. But as far as instruments going, um, yeah, you they will they will get things for you if they can. The music director will will take care of trying to um, orchestrate repairs and things. You know, come with your own set of strings. Come with your own extra reeds. Um, you know, do as much as you can to bring your own stuff. Right. Um, I know in the orchestra they got to have you know they got to have a quarter inch jack for their you know, they get tracks, you know, so have the right stuff to plug in. Yeah. But yeah, but for the most part, we do find places in the ports. There's a really good one in, in uh, Naples. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> you know, and there are certain certain places where we find them in the ports. And if we need to, we can we can tap them because we're back to them every like every week, usually. Mm -hmm. So you can you can get things done. But if you got to keep playing, you got to you got to be able to maintain as best you can on your own and try not to break things. Try not. To, yeah, no, I, I, I try not to. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I, I get the urge. Um, I, I know. Let's see. Let, God, I think if is... you're playing every night, chances are you kind of pace yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're so... not, it's not, 
it's not that frenetic rock and roll, you know, Aerosmith kind of vibe. It's a marathon, not a sprint, right? It is. It is. And, you know, it's a fairly small stage usually. You know, this is not a really big place. So usually the rooms you're playing are are fairly compact. So you're not going to get a little too crazy. And people are kind of mellow. They're on vacation. They're just chilling. You know, so it's it's not as frenetic as it might be in a club. Yeah, you wouldn't have the uh, the angry alcoholic. You know, th- this is like your drinkers who are, you know, it's safe to drink. There's no way they're going to be driving. They're not going to be starting no. anything. Oh, wait, unless they have. They will have be you, drinking. Have, have you, oh, yeah, no, I, somebody I noticed <laughs> went on a cruise and they were telling me that, like, the drink pass they bought was 12 a day. I was like, how do you do that? That's one an hour. How do you twelve a day? I know, I know, I know, and I—that's probably the biggest mistake I see of people. Just don't bother with the drink package. Just you know, pace yourself. Get the ones you want, and don't worry about the price of it's. You know. Yeah. Have you run into anything? Any hecklers? Any wild crowds? Anything that's like just completely thrown your night for a loop? Not really. I've I've had. You know, we were kind of mellow, um, and I I got fans. I mean, there are two girls that, that absolutely adored us on our first run from Australia, or from Hawaii to Australia, that live in Australia, and since we were back to Sydney, like, every week, they bought, when we got there, they, you know, bought me a phone and said, here, ring me up. You know, I've got a I've got a car I've got to use for work, so you know I have to get some mileage on. We have to go someplace, so ring me up. We're gonna go. We went to the Blue Mountains. We went to Bondi Beach. We went and had had kangaroo steaks, and it was like I was like, oh my god! And my music director, he went and spent uh, vacations with his with his band guys in Ukraine, and you know, so he's been to Kiev. It's like back when it was fabulous. So you know, you make these connections with people that. You just would never run into otherwise. It's such an international group. It's amazing. I mean, the orchestra. I would just we had we had Mexico, Argentina, Japan, Brazil, uh, America, uh, Ukraine. Yeah, and a couple of doubles in some of those. So I just, I mean, as long as everybody speaks English, that's the big hook. They got to speak English and because that's a safety thing. You're hired as a safety worker. You know, you're a rescue team more than you are a musician, really. So that's that's the primary thing is safety because you're a little floating city. And if something goes wrong, you got to be there. But other than that, it's uh, it's it's the but, you know, there are trade offs. You have to live in small spaces with people and sometimes you have to share a cabin and it's like, mm, OK, <laughs> somebody snores. What are you going to do? Yeah, that's totally. And so what's like your biggest takeaway as to like from life before you decided to do this? Because I imagine you said you were teaching fashion. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's a whole that's a whole different life. What what's something that like you've gained in the last 12 years that you could you can take away and like apply in life now? Oh, my gosh. There, there's so many. I've got a whole chapter in the book on that one <laughs> yeah. about, you know, the teamwork and the, the diversity and the tolerance and the, the skills that you gain from just being in this environment and having to cooperate is huge. And it's all stuff you can put on your resume. Um, but for me personally, it was just the, the expansiveness of knowing I could go anywhere. 
you know, and that the world is really such a small place. And, you know, I look at the whole weather thing and think, oh, my God, you know, our, our planet is so tiny and we're we're so we're so connected. We have so much more in common than we have in differences. And why can't we get over that? Because mm. it's just it's just it's so silly. We all really kind of want the same thing. You know, everybody wants to be happy. Everybody wants to be doing what they want to do and what they're good at and make some money at it and, and have a happy life. And, you know, they maybe want to stay home and have kids. And Okay, fine. <laughs> but the alternative is to see the world and, and explore the magnificent diversity of cultures that we have that is just so, so fabulous. All right, last question. If there was one country that you would recommend everybody see before they die that you've been to, what's what's the one place? Ooh, it's tough. I know because it's there are so many. Like I, somebody was telling me about how like oh they they've never met their soulmate yet or something, and I, I'm I'm telling talking about somebody who's like early 30s and they haven't met their soulmate and they're down about it. I'm like, have you ever been to like the coast of Malta? Like your soulmate could be in so many different places that you haven't even considered. How about Morocco? Have you considered it? Like there's so oh, many places. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I probably, my top three favorites are uh, Venice, uh, Santorini and Montenegro. Got it. So just, just hang out in Italy and Greece. Got it. That's. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're just, just, Yeah. It's, I just, I, the world just totally blows me away. It's just so, the, the thought of going back to a day job and, and, you know, living, I uh, know. <laughs> Look, I, I have not had your amazing life. I've had my amazing life. And even then I still couldn't fathom a real day job. Like I, I do music full time and I couldn't imagine, like, I no, I don't make as much. I was actually making twice as much in California and still living out of my car. Like, that's how, that's how rough it is. But yeah, no, uh, I would, no, because I'd kill my spirit. There's no, that's not living. Okay, well, you got it. So I'm, I, the, so I'm following up the, the book, the first, you know, the, the work at CC the World um, is kind of for everybody. Right. But I promised notes that float in this one, because I got to do the musician one because it's, it's just so freaking important. Um, so I'm, I'm not probably going to wait for that whole publishing thing again. This, that took like a year and a half. Um, it, it's too urgent. And so I'm trying to turn it into an online course that for notes that float, um, as far as just trying to expose all the bands that are, that are needed, um, what the hiring process is, how you get the auditions, what you have to put together as promo packages, and then incorporating some of this, you know, how to pack up your house sort of stuff. Um, and when you, when you get the gig, you know, and how you survive on, on, because I think doing it live, I think it's going to be a lot more fun than just reading a book. So that's what I'm working on. I think it's something that you can also make a deeper connection with people who want to know that because there's so like a cruise ship gig is a coveted gig amongst musicians. It's something that, uh, no offense, but some dudes I've met are just complete assholes about it. Just like full on ego. Like, well, this isn't how they do it on the cruise ships. Well, mm -hmm. well why don't you go back? Please. But usually it's because they got sick of them too. You know, people like uh, that. Yeah. So, yeah. but as somebody who was like, 
on the outside looking in, it's cool to have somebody like demystify it and be like, look, it's, it's still a job, you know, and no, the crew doesn't hate you because you're a musician and get to live there for free. Do you really get to live there for free? Actually, you know, I was also curious. So you're, you're contracted, right? So yeah. say you get sick and you get laryngitis or something or some kind of ick and can't sing. Do you still get paid? Do you have to, do you have to just push through and sing through it? What's, what's that like? Depends on how bad it is. Um, you can, if it depends on if it's kind of a temporary thing and you feel like you just need a rest, you're just stressed out, you can work with your band. That's why it's really good to have more than one singer in your band mm. so that somebody can cover. Um, uh, there was a situation where I, I, you know, I, I had an issue and I had to be signed off. They had to put me in the hospital for a bit. Um, but my guys carried on. You know, they got the, the flautist to come play from with the uh, he was playing with a Latin band. He came and did the solo stuff. Um, so we had a little flute going. It, was, it was worked out fine. But um, if you're temporary, they'll just kind of put you, uh, you know, work your schedule around uh, rest time if you can. Um, if it's serious, they will they will sign you off. They'll they'll put you in the hospital or they'll send you home if it's really serious because they, they're taking care of you. I mean, you got your full health coverage. It's amazing you know oh they do they they, they give you they, there's benefits yeah yeah i mean oh. they they they're they're because they're responsible you know and that's your contract they will look out for you they'll they will go to great lengths to be sure that you're you're safe and you're taken care of and you're you're healthy so um but you know it it could be you could all be signed off if if too many of our are um you know not, not able to perform so it's good to you have to maintain your schedule as best you can. So it's good, as you say, pace yourself. You know, don't blow yourself out. Um, and it's it's not it's not a hard gig. <laughs> you know, take it easy. You're not you're not screaming your lungs out every night. I mean, I was I was jazz. Like, come on, I was just mellow. It's not not a problem. Well, so, I'm going to let you get back to your morning. But thank you so much for your time and work at sea, see the world. Right, that's your book. Yep. It's available yep. now everywhere. Um, yep, yep, Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and um, and I've got. I, as far as I know, I'm the only book out there that that you know gives you the insider secrets. Never so, heard of. Yeah, I haven't heard of this anywhere else. As well I as had one when I started, and I thought, why didn't anybody tell me this? <laughs> yeah, really, really, really lock it in, and then you've got two more in the works. Uh, yeah. So notes can... that float. Notes that float is on the way. Um, I have another one called Dressing for Divas, mm -hmm. combining my you know fashion thing with my stage stuff, uh, because I've just seen too many girls on stage that are just oh no, honey, don't. Mm, not a good look for you. <laughs> hey, less clothing isn't always the best option. <laughs> no, and some people are just not built for those styles just because they make it does not mean you have to buy it yeah that is true yeah, that is very so, true well yeah. i hope you have a great time where fort lauderdale right now that's where i am now i've just flew in from uh vancouver i was supposed to get off in seward in alaska but uh because of the extension with the the cast being late um i had to stay on until vancouver which worked out much better because trying to get from seward to fort lauderdale was a bitch well, so Go eat some Cuban food. Enjoy, uh, maybe hit South Beach or something. It was <laughs> really a pleasure getting to meet you. This won't be the last time you hear from me. Trust me. Well, I hope so. This is absolutely been a pleasure, Morgan, and I, I really appreciate you, uh, 
having some interest because I just think it's such a valuable thing to share. It and, is. Um, uh, I can I, confirm. Uh, you, you can use me as a testimonial. Very valuable thing to share. Good. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, so um, my website is just nancysoulet.net. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice there's and simple. Links, there's links to the purchase. Um, inv- information, if they wanted to set, drop me a note or a comment or something, I'm always happy to reply. And uh, When you can. Questions. Yeah, really, <laughs> when I got good Wi-Fi. But, you know, happy to answer questions because it's just it's just such a cool thing to do. For and, sure. Uh, you know, drop me an email. I'd be happy to, you know, stay in touch. Awesome. 